next episode of the Live Motocross podcast. Uh, I'm Sophie McGinn, your host, and today we've got a bit of a bonus episode with uh, RHL boss Gareth Hockey about all the good news for the British Championship. Uh, Gareth, welcome to the podcast. It's nice to be back, so <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again. <laughs> there we go. So we had some uh, mega news in the world of motocross the past couple of weeks with RHL. How yeah. are you feeling about it? Um excited tad nervous to be honest um mm. yeah yeah and it's going to be great to know let's be honest mm-hmm. you know can only get better this is it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and if, if you had some quite good feedback from everyone as in teams as in riders um yeah literally we're probably a week in from having a solid contract um and we've obviously communicated with all the riders and there's been mm-hmm. some really, really good feedback, some quite positive ideas. Um, not as many yet as we'd hoped. So anyone listening, we're, we're just, we want everyone's input. We want everyone's ideas. Um, we're not going to say we're going to use those ideas, but someone sat on the outside looking in could come up with something that, that could be beneficial to us all. So mm-hmm. like I say, riders, spectators, sponsors anyone in the industry realistically they they need to communicate with us and and see give us feedback give us thoughts mm-hmm. um like i say the ones we've had there's been some some very interesting ones i would say um <laughs> and some that go the same sort of way as we're going with the same sort of ideas so um yeah it's gonna be an interesting year next year um so just popping back towards 2020 i know we've been looking forward to all the good stuff but let's just have a little recap um, it's been a crazy year for everyone, not just in the industry, in the whole of the world, really. Um, how has that affected sort of events and planning? Um, I think it's been an absolute nightmare. Um, mm. You know, I've got to say the guys at MX Nationals did something um, and fair play to them. Mm-hmm. We we tried and every way we tried, we seemed to get stopped. Um you know, legally, morally, or whatever it is, but it mm-hmm. just didn't seem to to work for RHL, um, which is really frustrating. Um, and it's like the beach race, you mm-hmm. know that that we were there, we were running, everything was in place. Um, you know, and unfortunately, North Somerset Council had to make make the call, um, and it's it's really affected probably me more than anyone, um, especially with the beach race, because it's like 38 years of my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think as Gareth Hockey, I probably need to apologize to lots of people around me, family and bits and pieces, because I think I've been a nightmare since August. So, <laughs> um, But like I say, we've 2020's done in it, so we've just got to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's something none of us will ever experience again going forward and roll on end of March, beginning of April next year, I think. And let's, let's get on with it and, and change the game. This is it. Now, obviously, um, RHL has got the running of the British Championship for next year. Uh, run down some of the classes that we've got going on in case people haven't seen it online. It's more run down the classes we haven't got, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, so literally, RHL already had an agreement with, with the ACU for all the youth side. Um, what we've done now is, um, and what this has allowed us to do is 
the one you're quite passionate about we can bring mm-hmm. in we can bring in the, the official ladies british championship um mm-hmm. for 85 and for open i suppose you'd call it with the ladies yeah um plus obviously mx1 and mx2 um and to be fair to acu i think if we could come up with some other ideas we could probably do that as well because mm-hmm. you know there's there's a a very good and positive sort of vibe going on within the ACU and the motocross committee at, at looking at evolving and developing the ACU. So everything seems to be changing f- for the good, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is good to hear. It's been a long time coming, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you've got to look at it that everyone involved is is very passionate and very precious about what the mm-hmm. official ACU British Championship you know, mm-hmm. it's the only way to get to Europe. It's the only way to get into world championships. Um, yeah. You know, everyone else can go and say that, you know, you need to do this championship. But black and white, there's only one British championship. There is only one FIM federation. And there's mm-hmm. only one federation that's been around for nearly 100 years now. So, or 100 years plus, perhaps. I don't, I can't remember. But, <laughs> you know, that, that I think that's what people need to look at um, and sort of realise Mm-hmm. that you know the people at the ACU mostly volunteers and are, are very protective of what they've got um mm-hmm. which, which sometimes hasn't worked to their advantage and you know I just think now is is a chance for it to modernize and change and move forward hopefully absolutely um so I know you've mentioned before about wanting to in- include a lot of the clubs um going forward how are we gonna plan on doing that um, I think for this, for next year, sorry, for next season, I think it's going to be, we'll probably play it safe and stick with with the clubs that we that are currently there, mm-hmm. um, as long as they've got the willingness to work with RHL. Um, you know, and again, that's that's a trust thing. Um, you know, Gareth, yeah. Gareth Hockey's rocking in to take all the money out of the sport and disappearing. Um, I've tried that for 25 plus years now and, <laughs> still haven't found that bit of money so we don't know. um and like I say I think once we get this year out the way um because our aim is to make it work for clubs mm-hmm. um, you know both financially as well as with spectators and everyone involved um, yeah exactly then what we what we would like to see is we've got 10 or 12 clubs because there's there's mm-hmm. good new clubs out there you know and then mm-hmm. it's like for me I, I'm passionate to go to Ryder where the evening yeah. meetings used to be, because like back 10, 15 years ago, there was, what, 10,000 people on a Wednesday night I'd go and watch it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, the club is fantastic. They own all their ground, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one club. You know, I've got Stuart now, Stuart Flockard up in Scotland working with the SACU. Yeah. There's tracks popping up in Scotland that look mega. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and like we'll, we'll go to Scotland next year. We'll run an event, but I think the following year we could be in Scotland two times at least um yeah you know but like I say I think and again with the clubs the clubs need to to give us feedback and work with us mm-hmm. um because my aim would be that I've got you know 12 clubs running 12 rounds and we're doing all our stuff in the background to just make it better for everyone yeah absolutely um so I know you've been really passionate on um making the championship quite inclusive for people um, how do you think that's going to go forward sort of in 21 and obviously 22 to bring more people into the championship? 
Um, I think 21 because of COVID and I think just mm-hmm. just because the way the world is, it's probably going to be a little bit difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people will struggle to understand the RHL way. Um, even I think you have. It's like when mm-hmm. we do when we do an event, we ask everyone for a good, bad, ugly. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't tend to look at the good, being honest. We look at the ugly because um, that's where we see the improvements can come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say... It, it, it's always been, or it's always felt to me as someone organising a British Championship, that's a bit exclusive. Mm-hmm. So, and exclusive in the fact that the ACU guys do their bits, the clubs do their bits, and the mm-hmm. team, the teams sort of do their bit, their thing. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, twenty twenty one, we've got to get that thing where we're all pulling out the same way, um, and we're all working as a team because I think that's the only way it's going to going to change to get what we want mm-hmm. absolutely so I know a thing that everyone's been pushing for at the moment is obviously a calendar to be put together um now that can't be done until we get this stuff through from the FIM is that correct yeah yeah well the problem is we could put a calendar out now um and middle of November hopefully it'll probably all change you know we mm-hmm. you know we know there's a Grand Prix, someone's put a date set already, um, and we know there's already a Grand Prix in Europe on that one date. Um, yeah. So it's it's a bit of a patience game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rumours are coming out now that MXGP is probably isn't going to start till April, but until yeah. we, we see a calendar, we don't really know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like I say, that, that bit is going to be late, let's be honest. We'd be lucky if it's the end of November, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward, any more exciting plans going on for RHL and the British? Or in general, actually? Uh, Lots of exciting plans going on. (laughs) Um, None that we can tell you in the next few weeks, but obviously I think everyone needs to stay tuned Mm because, you know, the support we're getting is is surprising. Um, Has it surprised you, actually? Yeah, yeah, I think it's... um, you know, we, we've got one agreement we're signing now in the next few weeks and it was a surprise that it came to us. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also a nice compliment because they've, they've got faith in what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, like I say, it's, I think 21 is going to be interesting. I think obviously COVID's still going to be around, um, mm-hmm. you know, so will we be running with spectators or will we be running live stream? We don't really know. Um yeah you know but our our aim is we we will uh be running events so mm-hmm. and obviously the big one that we missed out on this year western any plans for that in 21 uh lots of plans for western um you know like i say i've touched on being gutted about this year um so mm-hmm. i think everyone needs to wait and see and again i think um I've got an MCIA meeting tomorrow with the industry um, mm-hmm. and there's been some good conversations of how perhaps the motorcycle industry would like to get involved with Western, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because it doesn't appear that there's going to be a dirt bike show anymore. So we're all thinking perhaps we create create something around the beach race, see what yeah. we can do there, um, which that would be nice because I think the manufacturers and the and the people from in the industry that come to Western know, mm-hmm. know what's there and know what's available. So it's just 
persuading a few others to turn up, which which again that seems to be quite positive. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, so just touching on the the industry side of things at the moment, obviously naturally it's taken a massive hit with the whole COVID situation. But do you feel that it's now even more important for brands to sort of push and be involved in, for example, what we're doing or what other championships are doing? Yeah, I think so. The problem is, you know, you you can be cautious and you can save money and, and hide mm-hmm. yourself and you can be in the same position as this championship was in 19 and 20, can't you? Um, mm-hmm. You know, not losing any money, but not really going anywhere if you've if you've got a brand or a product you need to be out there with it the only way i've ever found you get people involved in something is is allowing them to touch it see it um you know and getting good riders on it in bits and pieces Mm -hmm. so um and that's the only way you're ever with our sport especially people Mm -hmm. they're very loyal but i think they need to see see what they're buying being used um yeah and like i say have you look at Bob at Oakley, he does a mega job now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think everybody in, in British motocross wears Oakley now because he's everywhere, isn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it's sort of the way to to lead on the sport. You look at what Bridgestone do, they get out there, their events. Um, you know, guys at Michelin seem to be on the floor. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you look, that's I think that's reflected in the, in the sales figures and their market share. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, um, what sort of plans have you got in place for the championship for next year? So we're looking, obviously we're working with the clubs. Um, mm-hmm. And at the moment, we're going to have a mixture of one day and two day, maybe even one three day event. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the club one, the, most of the club ones will be one days, um, and it, but it'll be hopefully, well, it will be 85cc up to obviously MX1, so quite a full day's mm-hmm. racing. RHL are going to be doing three of their own, which will be the two-day format. Um, yeah. No, RHL won't be doing two of their own. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that pulled. Yeah, that one's on. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll be looking at RHL doing a, some two-day rounds, um, yeah. which will incorporate all the classes. Um mm-hmm. And then we're going to do three standalone BYC ladies events over two days. So mm-hmm. for us, it's going to be quite a busy year. Um, but what we're planning is sort of, again, touching back to the clubs and developing, you know, we'd like the clubs to do two-day weekends. We'd like to look at what goes on in America and what goes in, in Holland. Um, yeah. Because it's frustrating that the Dutch appear to have a better uh, championship than us. Um, mm-hmm. which they won't have by 2023. But, you know, we'll, we'll chase the AMA dream in some respects and try and bring that to to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's back to this getting everyone involved scenario. So, yeah. you know, everyone moans at me about autos. Um, but I think everyone forgets that we all started somewhere. Um, and that, yeah, that auto class now, if you look at some of those little auto, dad, uh, auto riders, um, they're better than some of the people I'm seeing in MX2 at the minute. So you know, that that's, and we've got to be there. We've got to nurture that talent. So, mm. you know, we, you know, with it, with us, we're, we're very passionate about um, the junior world championship and the, and the development of riders. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully now we'll get that opportunity a little bit more. Um, 
we're already planning on taking a full team out to junior worlds this year in Greece. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which selection is always going to be part of this championship. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're looking at is perhaps we get this now as it starts to become more of a development. So you mightn't go to the junior worlds in 2021, but you might be, you know, part of it for 2022, if that makes sense. So, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because we're seeing so much good British talent at Grand Prix and EMXs mm. that, you know, we're working with um, a very good partner to try and get a relationship for 21, which is the step from uh, youth into adults and mm-hmm. into into European Championship and Grand Prix. And hopefully that'll be announced in the next few weeks. And that, that I think, for for the British championship and the sport will be, will be really, really good. Um, you know, and, and like I say, it, they've approached us. So it, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. Um, since this announcement's gone out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good news then. Um, well, I actually don't know about that one, so <laughs> I will keep my mouth shut. You don't know about that one. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I'm keeping to myself, but like, I say that, um, and that one's a hundred percent nothing to do with money. I wish it was. It's about yeah. um, that particular brand and its ethos and how it thinking works. Yeah. The, towards the future. Yeah. yeah, and I think once if we get that, I think people will understand that. You know, we're looking at the development of the sport, not just you know filling pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to quickly run through as well is obviously um we're going to have a lot of classes going on into next year um is there going to be a bit of extra support available for the kids because obviously the the caliber of racing might all, almost change a little bit um I think you're dumbing my kids down there to be fair um <laughs> no you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> I what I would hope going on the what we saw at Land Drake you know when we yeah. did it it was very successful well even a little silver you know there's the the engagement from some of the MX1, MX2 riders was mega. They were out there, mm-hmm. you know, helping the kids. And it was good because you could see, you know, Brad doing stuff with the boys, with the little ones from Newcastle and stuff like that. So, um, and Tommy, you know, to be fair, Tommy was really, really good at Lundrake. You know, he helped mm-hmm. all those auto kids out. And I think um, that will be good because I think, A, the, the MX1, MX2 riders will like it because, it's nice to have people around you, you know, that, mm-hmm. that are that are fans. Um, and I think they're all, you know, the thing about motocross is, is in some respects, is it's like one big family. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you can have Dave Thorpe, a world champion, having a cup of tea with like one of the marshals because that, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's how it is. And I think, you know, I think if anyone spots talent, like like if you look at Charlie Heyman, I think, mm. you know. Dave would give him advice. Anyone would give Charlie advice because that kid's probably a future world champion for us. You know? Absolutely, yeah. You know, and he's like Ollie Colm. Look at what Ollie's doing this year. Yeah, you know? and I, and I think our older riders are, are more than willing to to share their experiences and and do that. And and fingers crossed, that's what we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gareth, I know you mentioned before about uh, people being able to get in touch with you, and I'll pop the email on the end of the podcast. But uh, tell me what the idea is behind that. For me, it, it's it's simple. It, it's we we've all got ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. Gareth, Jeff, Parrot, the world has got ideas. Um, 
and we need them as 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 a sport you know we need them as rhl we, we like them um mm-hmm. like i say good or bad we don't really care but if anyone can spend five minutes putting an email down of a thought they've got or they can send us an essay we don't really care um yeah. but we could do with we could do with people's feedback in the next two weeks mm-hmm. um i don't think next year is going to be revolutionary and it's going to be you know grandstands mm-hmm. and all change but i think you know little ideas and little changes can start to work um mm-hmm. i've got my thoughts but yep as you know, I'm surrounded by a group of like 10 people who've got their thoughts, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes I find a little bit difficult as boss, but you know, we have to, <laughs> we have to look at it and, and see what works for the sport. So, you know, yeah. I would openly appeal to people to send me an email and say, why not do this? Why not do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we'll look at it all and we'll see what we can change, but you know, please get in touch. Please don't be scared to come and speak to us. You know, at events, we're there to be spoken to nicely. Absolutely. You know. <laughs> Not abused, but we don't want to be, you know, if someone wants to come and sit down and speak to us, um, they will. Um, and I think that'll be something that we'll look to develop, being honest with you, with, with the teams and with the riders, mm-hmm. is we'll have quite open dialogue through through the weekends, you know, maybe all sit down and talk. Yeah, well, that's great news. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Um. So I think Gareth, that'll wrap us up for the special episode of the Live Motocross podcast. Excellent, and we'll be in touch in a few weeks with some more ideas. <laughs> Defo, thanks, Gareth. Bye. There we are. So that rounds up. Uh, a special bonus episode of the Live Motocross podcast. If you want to get in touch with Gareth um, and let him know your thoughts or have any questions about the British Championship going into 2021, his email is gareth.hockey at rhlactivities.com. So put all your thoughts in an email, send it over, and the guys will be in touch with you pretty soon. But in the meantime, stay tuned to Live Motocross, where very soon you can win some Wolf Sport goodies. See you then.